Welcome to episode 16 of the Countryline Songwriters series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learnt along the way. Hailing from Macon, Georgia, Jason Aldean's parents separated when he was three years old, and he spent his childhood with his mother through the school year and summers with his father in Homestead, Florida. Early on, he fell under the spell of country music and first sang in public when he was 14 years old. Soon, he was a regular at talent contests, and a year later, he joined the house band at Nashville South in Macon. Aldine began pursuing a music career on a full-time basis following his graduation from high school and with his father as his booking agent was soon gigging in college towns throughout the southeast and up and down the eastern seaboard. Aldine independently financed an eight-song CD during this period to sell at shows, recording it in Nashville in 1996. Michael Knox spotted Aldine at an Atlanta showcase a year or two later and signed the singer to a songwriting contract with Warner Chapel Publishing. This allowed Aldine to move to Nashville in 1998. When a couple of record deals fell through and his songwriting contract was about to expire, Aldine was on the verge of giving up the music business. That's when he attracted the attention of independent label Broken Bow Records. They released his debut album, simply called Jason Aldine, in 2005. Aldine returned to the studio in January of 2007 to work on his follow-up release, Relentless. The album featured the single Johnny Cash and hit stores in May of that year. Wide Open followed in 2009 and its success established Aldine as a major country star. It had three number one singles, She's Country, The Truth and Big Green Tractor, which crossed over onto the pop top 20. And Crazy Town was nearly as big, peaking at number two. Aldine upped the ante with 2010's My Kind of Party, an album which was even bigger than its predecessor, thanks to the number one singles Don't You Wanna Stay, Dirt Road Anthem and Fly Over States, plus Tattoos on This Town and My Kind of Party, both of which peaked at number two. All of this raised expectations for Night Train, Aldine's fifth album, which arrived in the fall of 2012. Featuring the hit singles Take a Little Ride, Night Train and When She Says Baby, Night Train was another number one hit for Aldine. He followed it up in 2014 with Old Boots New Dirt, which entered the Billboard Top 200 and country charts at number one, partially due to the momentum of its hit single Burning It Down. Old Boots New Dirt generated three other top 10 hits, Just Getting Started, Tonight Looks Good On You and Gonna Know We Were Here. That kept it on the charts into 2015. The next year, he delivered his seventh studio album, They Don't Know, whose September 2016 release was preceded by the singles Lights Come On and A Little More Summertime. In October of 2017, while Aldine was performing on stage at the Route 91 Harvest Festival on the Las Vegas Strip, a gunman began firing on the assembled crowd, resulting in the deadly mass shooting that took the lives of many of the singer's fans. Aldine managed to escape unharmed and appeared the following weekend on Saturday Night Live, performing a cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. In January of 2018, he released You Make It Easy, the lead single from his Rearview Town album. Completed prior to the Vegas tragedy, Rearview Town appeared in April of 2018 and spawned four country airplane number ones, 
You Make It Easy, the Miranda Lambert duet drowns the whiskey, Girl Like You and its title track that kept the album on the airwaves into 2019. In November of that year, Aldean returned with his ninth album, Simply Called Nine, and just before its release, he chatted with myself, Stuart Bamford. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Jason Aldean. So, Jason, the new album, Nine, you're working again with your longtime collaborator, Michael Knox, who I know has produced all eight of your previous albums, and there's songwriting credits on this one for people like Tyler Hubbard and Brantley Gilbert and Morgan Wallen. I've heard you say that you deliberately wanted to take your time making this one. What can you tell us about this new album? I remember turning it into the label and just being like, you know, I don't know what this album is going to do, but I can tell you that it's one of the best albums that I've ever made. You know, sometimes songs, you go in the studio and you're excited about songs, but they don't always turn out the way you thought maybe they would. And, you know, you just, for whatever reason, you just can't really dial them in like you want to. Not that they're bad. They just kind of turned out a little different than you thought. And, for this record, man, I just thought we nailed everything. You know, everything we were trying to do, it turned out the way we wanted it to. And then all of a sudden, you know, turned around and, and we had, you know, 16 songs that, you know, I listened to over and over and was just like, man, there's not not a bad song on the, on the album. And it was just, uh, I don't know, I'm excited about it. I can't wait for people to check it out. Your journey, I mean, it's played out like a movie. I know as a child, you first picked up the guitar while spending summers at your father's home in Florida and you would practice for hours on end, sometimes like 10 or 12 hours a day. And then you started performing live at the age of 14. You moved to Nashville at 21. And then there was this interesting seven-year roller coaster of like extreme highs and lows. And at one point, you very nearly even moved back to Georgia. During that period, what kept you so focused and determined that you were on the right path? You know, I had played clubs, you know, I had my band down in Georgia. We were playing bars down there in Georgia and Florida, and we would go into a bar that had, you know, 15 or 20 people in it. And we would go back and we would continue to play that place. And, and every time we would show up, there'd be a little bit more people. And then by the end of it, like right when I moved to Nashville, we're selling out every club we're playing. There's people, you know, lined up around the building to get in. Like, you know, we were building clubs like that down there. So I knew that what I was doing at the time was kind of striking a nerve with people. And, and I just felt like if I had a chance to do that on a major scale, that we could do the same thing. You know, I come from a sports background. I'm very competitive and I hate to give in and, and give up on anything. So I'm a little hard headed, you know, in that sense, when it comes to things and uh, a little stubborn. And I think that was the thing that kind of motivated me was just, you know, when somebody said no, it just made me want it that much more. It's, pretty gratifying now to walk out on stage and see 20 30,000 people watching you when you know every record company in town at one point had told you they didn't get what you did it was never going to work and now you walk out and you're like yeah you know take that you know what I mean and, and it's a good feeling so I think that's it man fans come to shows they want to have a good time and you know it's our job to go out and grab them and, and just uh you know entertain them I mean, your influence on so many of today's country stars is unquestionable. And I've heard you say in the past that you yourself realised things were beginning to take off after the Wide Open album came out and um, you were sitting in a restaurant and you heard two or three people's mobile phones go off and their ringtones were your songs. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, back when, when ringtones were a huge thing. I remember sitting in a restaurant and, you know, as people's phones were going off, I just remember thinking, man, this is... This is wild. Like, we had had success before, and, you know, things were going pretty well. But that Wide Open album was really the catalyst for everything. You know, we had She's Country and then Big Green Tractor and 
kind of all of a sudden, man, this rocket ship started to take off. And then the next album was the My Kind of Party album that had Dirt Road Anthem and everything just exploded at that point. But those two albums back to back just were game changers. And back in April, you became only the sixth artist in history to receive the ACM Dick Clark Artist of the Decade Award. To be presented with that by the previous recipient, one of your own all-time idols, George Strait, must have just been an absolute surreal moment. It was, man. It was one of the most special nights of my career. You know, I was sitting in the audience 10 years ago when, when George Strait won that. And I just remember thinking, man, what a cool feeling it must be to, to not only feel like you kicked ass for a year, but for an entire decade. And little did I know 10 years later, I would be next in line. And, you know, like you said, George Strait is one of my biggest musical heroes. And so just a really special night for me and my family and just everybody who's kind of watched my career from the beginning. Can I just briefly ask you, Jason, because, you know, two years on from the horrific Vegas massacre of the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival, your immediate strength at that time in returning to the stage so fast, that was felt all over the world. And your performance in particular of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down on SNL, it was such a bold statement. I know you went to visit survivors in hospital, but the whole thing must have profoundly had a massive impact on your your own outlook of life. When you go through something like that and you're, you know, ground zero for it, it shakes you down. You know, you kind of had two options, man. You could just sort of crawl into a hole somewhere and not come out or rally the troops and say, man, I feel like it's our place to go back and go visit the survivors and, and go. And Saturday Night Live called us a couple of days later and wanted us to, to come in and, you know, be a part of the show. And, and I had a couple stipulations. I just said, under these conditions, I want to I want to say what I want to say, and I want to play the song that I want to play. If you guys allow us to do that, I'll come and do the show. And so they allowed us to do that. And, you know, obviously I'd never dealt with anything like that. So you kind of just figure it out as you go along. And when you got a a ton of people sitting there looking at you like, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. You know, my job as kind of the leader of, you know, my organization and and all my guys was to try and get us through it, you know. And I was really proud of, of the way everybody kind of handled that and I wouldn't wish that on anybody so it was it was tough mm-hmm. and finally Jason I mean you last performed in Dublin back in 2015 as part of C2C since then your fan base has just exploded over here are there any plans at the minute to maybe bring the new album over we probably spent more time in Dublin than we did anywhere you know and that was really cool but a lot of the places I think we were in London for like a day and the crowds were great you know everybody treated us really well over there so you know my wife and I we've had two babies in the last two years. We got two kids under two right now. So uh, we've been a little busy the last couple of years and, and trying to stay, you know, somewhat close to home while she's been pregnant and, and all that. But I think we're done having kids now. So now we can, you know, we can take a road trip over there and we're excited, man. It was really cool. And, and like I said, I think our only regret was that it was so quick and we didn't get a chance to spend enough time over there. So I'd love to come back over and even to sightsee and just kind of check everything out and, you know, play quite a few shows while we're over there too. So it's it's definitely being talked about right now for sure. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The Country Line Songwriters Series with Jason Aldean. More episodes from this series are available on the Country Line app and website or just search for the Country Line Songwriters Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.